Blog Talk Radio. Marine Corps, the finest fighting force the world has ever known. And I number myself as one. Welcome, welcome, welcome to an hour of the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Good evening, good evening, good evening, and it is a good, good, 
Good evening. <laughs> well, folks, um, let's get on with our introductions. Today's date is, wow, it is November 1st, already 2012, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun, and I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones, broadcasting tonight from beautiful South Florida, beautiful Pembroke Pines, Florida, uh, where I will await in November 6th to cast my ballot for Mitt Romney. Yes, I thought I would be able to go ahead and vote in the beautiful state of Virginia, cast my vote with so many other great Virginians, but it wasn't to be. So I took the road trip, started off yesterday, Got on the road, took a couple of breaks along the way, stopped to smell the roses and the hay and then the palm trees and the swamps uh, over on uh, 75 and then the the uh, Florida Turnpike and uh, here I am. So, I will be casting my vote for the man the next president of the United States, Mitt Romney, at all points in that direction. And folks like Karl Rove and so many others have predicted, indeed, quite nearly guaranteed a victory for Mitt. I am uh, I'm encouraged by that, yeah. Yeah, I am, but uh, I wonder, you know, it's it's one thing for a guy like me to predict victory, to almost guarantee it. I have nothing to lose except maybe a little bit of credibility and an egg on my face, you know. But for Karl Rove and so many others, really smart people who crunch the numbers, to come right out and say that Mitt is going to be the next president of the United States and then back those up with facts and figures, I think I'll sleep pretty good. I think I will. And don't forget, folks, you know, we have a um, an all-day marathon of blog talk radio shows slated for November 6th from, well, right around noon all the way until... After midnight. And I'll uh, go ahead and take a short break here, play one of the clips here, and then get into the uh, Election Day promos, and then we'll get on with the show. You know what? Bill Whittle seems to be able to put into words everything I want to put into words and, and, and everything I'm feeling about this president and his four years in office. Everything about it. So... Instead of me talking about it, I'm going to let him tell you about it, and then we're going to get into the show. It's not over. So many folks are predicting a Mitt Romney landslide, but it's not over until the fat chick, until she sings. And she's not singing yet. Folks are predicting the demise of Barack Obama, and I'm reminded of Dewey versus Truman. You know, we got, I mean, I'm a historian after all. We got to be careful. So we'll take a short break. We'll come right back. Remember, the call-in number is 347-884-8500. And, uh, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Uh, personally, in- While you're awake, don't forget the right. We'll think of you every day and night. Plantation, my baby. We'll be sweeping 
This election day, leave the networks to themselves and their idiots and tune into live all day coverage of the election on Blog Talk Radio. The final day of the battle for the presidency, as well as a number of House and Senate races that are just as important. Live coverage starts at 2 p.m. Eastern on Internet Talk Radio. Join Annie, the radio chick, from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time with her show. Southern Sense. Southern Sense. From 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, join the Conservative Nation Radio. Continuing coverage of the election as it progresses. Stay with us from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern for Stephen the Voice Vandergast coming to you from the Patriot Zone Forum. 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern is the Headmaster, Doc Jones, with the Situation Report, bringing you analysis and coverage like none other. Primetime kicks off Dana Smearman with his hit show, The Conservative Watchtower. Listen as Dana takes it to the libs and the trolls each show from 9 to 11 Eastern Time. Round out the evening with GGT and his show, Conservative Primetime, which is a show that never disappoints. Join Jermaine as he functions again as the closer of another all-day special. You can watch the glitz and glamour of the graphics produced to put you in a trance by the networks, or you can listen to real live coverage and actually participate in the battle of the day by calling into any or all of these shows and bring your A-game. Don't miss the all-day coverage on the election day, starting at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, Tuesday, November 6th.
All right. Welcome back, folks, to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Does does anyone believe does anyone believe that when Barack Obama loses on November sixth, he'll he'll go quietly? That's it. Game over. He's done. Does anybody believe that? This election is shaping up to be a landslide loss for the president. And by the ever-present look of desperation on his face, he pretty much knows it. I bet he's packing right now. I bet, he, I bet, I bet Michelle is packing their stuff right now. The nation should be preparing for how he might react when this happens. There's nothing more... There's nothing more dangerous, if you will, than a cornered God. In 2008, Americans wholeheartedly bought the Obama dream. It's never easy to lead or, or to let go of a dream. But today, people have let go of, the, of, of Obama the dream. And on November 6th, they'll let go of Obama the man. The debate, the first debate... And all of, well, all of the debates serve two purposes, namely showing the world that Mitt Romney was not the evil mastermind Obama and his crew had spent hundreds of millions of dollars portraying him to be, while erasing the myth of Obama as invincible and inevitable. For a man who is supposedly brilliant, it was devastating to see him perform like an unperformed moron in Denver. But it can be said that he was unprepared. But whose fault was that? Preparation was too much of a drag, and he wanted to see the Hoover Dam and hang out with J-Lo and Beyonce. And the pimp with the limp and those lovely, lovely and talented and intelligent ladies of The View. And of course, I only mean by one lady of The View, Elizabeth Hasselbeck. It was a drain and a draw and a strain and it was just all so boring. And what's the point? He was going to win re-election anyway. And since it has always been a dream of Barack the God to build an Obama dam while Americans are forced to live in the economy he has built... While we scream, God damn America, the last two debates showed that the president did not understand what the hell was going on. He thought he needed to be more aggressive, but all Americans saw was a rude and obnoxious man with a dismal record of governess and no no, no plan for the future. It It used to be said... That he was likable, but his condescension and constant belittling of Mitt Romney dispelled that notion for sure. He spent he spent millions of dollars and much of the past year trying to de- define Mitt Romney, and was outraged when his carefully concocted caricature didn't show up at all. Most people saw a man who was reasonable and rather presidential. A nation shell-shocked by four years of failed leadership saw the next president of the United States. Barack thought he was he was guaranteed victory. In fact, he was owed victory. It was his birthright. He thought the aura of his presence would so cow Romney into submission that when all was said and done, he would have the governor promising to vote for him as well. Since his election, however, Obama has always been destined to lose. America simply does not want what he's selling. But after his performance in the debates, many who had been inclined to perhaps give him a second chance took another look and didn't like what they saw. A nasty, petulant, thin-skinned man, uninformed and without a plan to move forward, and all, all this on the top of his disastrous, disastrous record. Yet, he'll not go away quietly, folks. 
In the best-case scenario, on November 7th, Obama begins his march toward 2016. His entire life has been an exercise in running for president, yet paradoxically, when he attained the exalted position he so coveted, he acted as if it were a burden. And that we, we Americans, did not deserve him, the one. But in the, in the end, in the end, only playing at being president while thoroughly enjoying the plane, the parties, and all the other perks, well, he was never, he was never presidential. He may never have been more than a part-time president. In fact, some say he's nothing more than a part-time human being. But to expect him to give up the job so easily or gracefully is to fall prey to wishful thinking, I think. His monotonous or monstrous ego will not allow any other course of action but to fight. But after his loss, in just a, a few days from now, he'll be forever destroyed as a viable option. At least electorally, the cloak of invincibility and transcendent brilliance have succumbed to the reality of the emperor who has no clothes. He'll become a mere mortal, uh, the veneer of likability stripped away by the truth of his pettiness and anger. In short, folks, he'll never again be able to win the presidency at the ballot box. And therein lies the danger. And therein lies the rub. If Obama knows he can't win in 2016, he just might claim election fraud and attempt to stay. In a way, that could be what Attorney General Eric Holder's war on voter ID is all about. Establishing an argument for overturning supposedly fraudulent results. In his claim, and if his claim is validated by sycophant media minions, it could gain traction among the electorate. It certainly will be believed by his small cadre of ardent supporters. After that, there's no telling what he might do, no telling at all, or what his followers might do. There's already talk in the blogosphere and through Twitter of riots, of going out and beating up white people. Just riots and mayhem if Obama does not win. And there's serious talk, folks, very, very serious talk. I'd like to believe that Obama would exit gracefully, and I have a hard time accepting that he or his cohorts will ferment rioting in the streets, despite threats tweeted by twits on Twitter, or that he will impose martial law, which a lot of us have feared for the last two years. But if I've learned anything during my decades as a United States Marine and in business, it's that proper preparation is what is paramount. No one can know for sure what the, what the future holds. The prudent prepare for all eventualities. After all, we really don't know Barack Obama. We don't really know him at all. The only information we have on the man is what he has told us in his two false biographies. We've watched his disastrous reign of incompetence while others say he's simply brilliant. Just look at his recent actions. He has no problem ignoring the First Amendment and throwing a YouTube video biographer, grapher in prison to sustain his pretend version of events surrounding the assassination of our ambassador in Benghazi. He has no qualms falsely touting a little watch video as the reason for Islamic unrest, even to the point of causing riots at dozens of American embassies worldwide. Those who, with open eyes, 
know what the president's capable of. We all know it. Even Obama girl knows what the president's really all about. But because perhaps she's a cohort and she's all about what Obama's all about, she simply ignores and puts her head in the sand and and perhaps believes that Obama is a force for good. Or perhaps Obama girl who is in our chat room tonight believes that the ends justify the means. I know, I suspect rather that Obama girl is an intelligent person and that she only wants really what's best for America. But her version of what's best for America isn't what's best for America. But let's get back to Obama now. I suspect that it never occurred to Obama that he would not win a second term. He saw Mitt Romney as a mere businessman, and we know what Obama thinks of businessmen. He had he 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 Obama had dealt with many businessmen in the past. They were greedy and easily converted into crony capitalists by government cash and preferential treatment. Hubris, my friends, hubris is the most dangerous of emotions. And Obama views all around him as extensions of his of himself. When he looks into the eyes of Americans, all he sees is his own reflection. He has surrounded himself with those who tell him only what he wants to hear. He lives in a bubble, but it is a bubble of his own creation. And because of that, he can't see it as a bubble at all. He sees it. He sees it as reality. But what happens when that bubble bursts, my friends? As it will. When reality ensues on November 7th, who knows how he'll react? Being a god is great as long as people believe it. But but, but once once they don't, once they don't, you become a mere mortal. Will Obama accept that? Once the curtain was pulled back, the Wizard of Osworth was forevermore just a man. For Barack, the yellow brick road leads out of Washington. And having spent the last half decade studying the man... I'm not convinced that he'll willingly follow that path. I want to believe he will, but I'm not sure. I'm from Chicago. I'm from the south side of Chicago. I know of Reverend Wright. I know of Barack Hussein Obama, as many of you do not. Barack Obama will lose this election in a landslide, but that will almost certainly not be the end of it. Voting is more important now than ever for those who wish to preserve the union as I have driven nearly 2,000 miles. Well, let's be fair, 1,374 miles for the sole purpose of voting in my home state. But the larger the landslide, the bigger his margin of loss, the harder it will be for Barack Obama to pretend that the nation still wants him and that he is God of all things. And with that said, the call-in number is 347-884-8500. With history on his side, Bill Whittle challenges widely held misconceptions about politics and society, frequently asking the difficult ethical questions. Whittle attempts to underscore conservative values and philosophy through logic and reasoning. So, with that in mind, let's please listen to a summation of Barack Hussein Obama and his policies. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, Dr. C. Robert Jones.
Well, hi, everybody. I'm Bill Whittle, and this is Afterburner. Well, for more than three years now, the man who entered the White House on a wave of hope and change has brought change with him, all right? Change in the form of economic chaos, incompetence, arrogance, and contempt for this country, its people, its allies, and its system of government. There is a wide and growing sense of despair in America today, a cloud of dismay that makes Jimmy Carter's malaise of the late 70s look like an utterly joyous romp in the park. So, where do we start with these merchants of despair? How about with David Axelrod, whose governing philosophy is pretty simple. Don't let a crisis go to waste. The man who brought the filthy, corrupt, arm-twisting politics of Southside Chicago to Main Street, USA. A cynical, mean-spirited opportunist who knows that there's no path to victory for this president by running on his own record. And so time and time again reverts to race and class warfare. You know, the fat cats, the one percenters, evil bankers, racist tea partiers, the rich that don't pay their fair share. All of it. It's classic agitprop. It's Saul Alinsky, Frankfurt School tactics, and it has set a tone that has turned this country into a tribal battlefield and turned the president that should have been above all of this into the most divisive, petty, partisan hack that this republic has ever seen. Or what about Treasury Secretary Tim Geithner, a man who is either too stupid or too clever to pay his taxes on time, being placed in effective control of the world's largest economy. Tim Geithner, who was confronted by Paul Ryan about the non-trivial fact that using his own White House numbers, the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office concluded that the U.S. economy will cease to function by 2027, that's 15 years from now, because of the horrendous deficits that this administration continues to incur. He didn't deny it. He admitted they have no plans to do anything about it and could only state with certainty to Representative Ryan that while the Obama administration has no plan whatsoever to avert the utter collapse of the U.S. economy, the one thing the people without a plan could agree on was that they didn't like Ryan's. Or shall we take Nancy Pelosi, who when asked where the constitutional authority was to make Americans buy something they didn't want, simply replied, you can't be serious. Nancy Pelosi who when asked about the specific details of the most sweeping, costly, complex, and ruinous legislation in American history, replied blindly that we'd have to pass the bill so we can find out what's in it. Or Harry Reid, who for three years now, three years, has simply chosen not to fulfill the most basic routine function of the United States Senate that would be passing a budget. Why? That's none of your business. Or Eric Holder who called Americans a nation of cowards on the issue of race after we elected a black man to the most powerful office in the history of the world. The man who said we must brainwash Americans against our right to self-defense and whose strategy to do so, I am utterly convinced, was to create the case that did not exist before, namely putting American guns in the hands of Mexican drug cartels to suppress American gun rights, American agents, and hundreds if not thousands of innocent Mexican civilians are dead because of this man's judgment. The same man that wanted to try Khalid Sheikh Mohammed in downtown Manhattan. The same man that refused to prosecute Black Panther voter intimidation because he refuses to prosecute, quote, my people, unquote. We're all your people, Mr. Attorney General. The Black Panthers have put a bounty on an American citizen whose innocence was so compelling that the police didn't even press charges. We despair in America today because we now know how the law will be enforced in this country. It will be enforced racially. See, I'm not a coward, Mr. Attorney General, and you, sir, are the worst individual to ever hold that office. And what about the light worker? You know, the one, the messiah. The man who told us he would stop the rise of the oceans. The man who can't finish a sentence without comparing himself to Lincoln or FDR, JFK, Jesus, Charlemagne, or Optimus Prime. The narcissist who wrote two autobiographies before he was 45. The man who named his new dog Bo, not B-E-A-U, but B-O for Barack Obama. The man who's just rebranded the millennial generation as Gen 44, honoring an entire cohort in his own image. The man who claims his mother died because she couldn't afford health insurance, even though she actually had it. The man from a family on food stamps who nevertheless somehow managed to go to Columbia and Harvard. The man who edited the Harvard Law Review and never, you know, actually wrote a law review. The man whose college transcripts are completely sealed. The man who refused to present his long-form birth certificate to the American people until two years after his election. The man whose political career got started in the living room of self-confessed domestic terrorist bomber Bill Ayers. 
the man who got a sweetheart deal on a house from convicted felon Tony Resco, the man who won his first election by managing the release of the sealed divorce records of his opponent, the man whose privileged wife said she'd never been proud of her country in her entire life until his presidential bid, the man who sat through Reverend Wright's hate-filled, racist, anti-American sermons for 20 years. That's a thousand Sundays without finding anything odious or repellent. The man who apologizes to our mortal enemies and insults and sells out our longtime allies. The man who signed the National Defense Authorization Act, granting the government the power to detain American citizens without trial or even charges indefinitely, and who has the audacity to complain that he would have liked more protections for our rights when he personally demanded that language like that be removed before the bill got to his desk. The man who cancels oil pipelines and drilling permits so that he can have his ideologically driven green economy at the expense of regular Americans at the gas pump. The man that offered to lay down the missile shield that we have spent hundreds of billions of dollars and decades of hard, brilliant work so that he could get reelected. The man that confides in the KGB agent that commands the forces of our enemy, but who will not confide in the American people that elected him. That man, that merchant of despair, the most polarizing, mean-spirited, petty, thin-skinned, self-centered baby that this republic has ever suffered. And as he said to his pal, the outgoing Russian president, just let me get past my last election and then I can really get to work. You know, I've seen reliable data indicating that as many as 30 million eligible conservatives do not vote. If Barack Obama is reelected, it will not be because of the progressives who come out for him in sufficient numbers to destroy what's left of the spirit of our country. It will be because we didn't. All right, here's the thing. I've got I've got liberal 141 on the line here. And we've got Obama girl in the chat room and a few others. Now, everything that Bill Whittle said in that last monologue was absolutely true and verifiable, every little bit of it. I mean, there was nothing that Bill Whittle said that you just heard in that audio clip, that seven-minute audio clip, that wasn't that isn't verifiably true. And just for a moment, if in fact what it, it, let's just let's just let it be a given for those of you who are liberal. Let's suspend disbelief for you all that everything that he said is true. And if in fact that is the case, why do you still support Barack Obama? If everything, let, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Let's just say half, half of what Bill Whittle said in that last audio clip was true. That being said, why would you still support this man? If your agenda is, your agenda has to be his agenda. And what is his agenda? What is it? So we've got Piston Pilot, who is one very, very angry Jew on the line. Then we've got Liberal 141. So what we're going to do right now is go into our last two promos before for, 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 for the upcoming shows for the uh, November Election Day show. We're going to put those out there. And then we're going to get to both callers. Uh, and then we've got a couple more callers on the line. But first is going to be uh, Liberal 141. Then we're going to bring in the Jew. And then uh, we'll get this party rolling. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, C. Robert Jones. And they're coming around the final turn and into the home stretch. Obama slung low in the irons of his donkey, bears out trying to catch Romney, handwriting, and high in the irons, looking poised and presidential on his element. Obama has been heavy on the back throughout the race, and his partner has cautioned him about bearing out due to the cuppy track. What you call the last leg of this race is the conservative host network of Blog Talk Radio. 
won the horse race promo before putting it on air um, just now. So I'm hearing it as you're hearing it for the very first time. Um, uh, Piston Pilot, one angry Jew is in the house. Um, join us, folks, um, for our all-day special Tuesday. Um, it's going to be great. It usually is. We've done nine eleven specials. We uh, we did a, uh, a special for the um, for the two thousand ten elections. We do them all the time in concert. Uh, we have. Um a group of uh, conservative radio hosts, and we sort of uh, do back-to-back shows, and we promote each other's shows, and and they're all virtually the same thing. And they are a lot of fun, and we have a lot of uh, a lot of surprises, and a lot of guest callers coming in, a lot of a lot of really cool people come in and join the show. You can get my shows on Spreaker. Uh, you listen to it live on Spreaker or Stitcher Radio. Also, uh, on, uh, on you can get the archives from the very first show to this one right here on uh, iTunes. Uh, just type in the search box, see Robert Jones, and I'll come right up. And you can listen to all of my shows from the very first one until, you know, the very the, the most recent. But without further ado, 
We've got Liberal on the line, and we want to hear what he has to say. So, Liberal, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report, and I'm also bringing in one angry Jew. Liberal, you go first. Talk about it. Hey, how are you? How's Wonderful. How are you? Not bad, not bad. Uh, it's going to be a close a close uh, race. Uh, when you're saying that it's over, it's not over. I'm looking at the polls, and many polls, Romney's leading, and many polls, Obama's leading. I have the polls right in front of my face. There's many times Romney, many times Obama. Uh, I have national journalists. Perfect no, but, example. But you don't have the, the real polls. Romney's you don't. Leading. You don't have the real polls. Hold on. Yes, hold on. Hold on. Yes, let me get, it, let's get in here real quick. Face. I have the real poll. I don't have, have the polls the campaigns use because those are the real polls. No, no, no. Oh, I have the polls. Oh, all the, the polls. All of them. The one that Romney is leading. All right. All right. Hold on, guys. Just, just one minute. Let me get in here real quick. Uh, and then and then I'll bring you right back. I'm sorry to have to do that, but I just want to get in here real quick. Um, your uh, 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 liberal is right. The polls are all over the map, but the difference here, the problem here, is that the trending, the trending, the the, the issue is the trending, and 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 the trend uh, for this election happens to be in Mitt Romney's favor, um, and that's the issue. Um, there are many more. Uh, Republican uh, voters, more likely voters, uh, in support of Mitt Romney than there are for the president. That's the trend. Now, and and and, and liberal is right. So let's get him back in here. The, the the polls are all over the map. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm saying. The poll is all over the map. So when you're saying it's over, it's not over. Well, it's I didn't be, say it's, it's over. It's a very hard contest. It's going to be very tight. Whoever wins is going to be divided. Our country is basically going to be divided. If Obama wins, it's going to be divided. Republicans are not going to be happy. But if if Romney wins, trust me, Democrats are not going to be happy also. So we have we, what we have now is two different visions of our country. Two different visions. And, 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 and like Obama girl saying, I'm sick of tired of Republican or conservatives saying, oh, if you vote Obama, that means you're against uh, America. No, I'm not. I just see America differently than you do. Well, yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm pointing out. I mean, I'm not saying that, that, that you don't love America. Well, I, honestly, I'm saying that you don't. You don't love America, not as it is. You, in my opinion, uh, 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 Stan, you – you would love for America to be what you want it to be, not what it is right now. If you love America the way it is in terms of our prosperity, our military strength, uh, our projecting our power all over the world, you know, across the globe, um, you know, being the protector, the world's policeman, you know, all those things, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, there, there are quite – you know, there, there, there's so many fewer rich people than there are uh, poor people – and that you believe that we should spread the wealth and you know take care of our fellow you you believe all that and you don't think all that's happening right now so you don't i don't think that either of you or that most liberals love america the way it is you want america to be something different from what i want it to be see i i'm i'm interested i i believe that americans all real americans True Americans who really love this country love one thing in general, one thing specifically, and that's called freedom. We're hardwired for freedom and individualism. Individual. We're the individuals. You know, there's a new History Channel um, uh, 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 a series out, which I had a little bit to do with, uh, called The Men Who Made America. The Men Who Made America. Check it out. Uh, go to the History Channel's uh, website. Check it out. There, there's some live um, – there, there's some uh, full full episodes there. That's really what America should be all about in my opinion. I wrote a lot of the verbiage that is, uh, that is in this series. I did a lot of the research for it. The Men Who Made America, not the government who made America. The Men Who Made America what it is. That's what America is truly all about. That's what conservatives are fighting for, our free will, the freedom to do and say as we choose, not for the government to be involved in our everyday lives. We don't want that. But see, you liberals, you do. Now, I've heard you say so many times, uh, Stan, that you want the government to be heavily involved in our lives. You yes, didn't, for exactly. some stuff I do because 
some stuff when we let, the, like you said, the, the the free market, there's been abuse. I'm but sorry, in healthcare, in healthcare, there's been so much abuse. And I but wish that Republican, I wish that one Republican government, and Republican president would have said, you know what, the healthcare thing, we need to resolve it. I don't care if it was George Bush. I don't care if it was George Bush Sr. I don't care if it was Nixon. I don't care if it was Reagan. Even Reagan. One one guy that I respect the most. One guy that I respect a lot, Reagan. I wish Reagan would have done something with a healthcare. None of you did it. But here's the thing. None of you did anything about that. Listen, Stan. Stan. We've known throughout history that when the government gets too involved in their country's everyday lives – disaster befalls those countries. I mean, it's proven throughout history. What makes you, Stan, and Obama girl, think that this country is going to be any different if the government gets gets too involved in their everyday lives? We're gonna, it's going to be disastrous. Well, because... Remember what do you think, think that it's fair? Let me jump in here real quick because we got to get Piston Pilot in here. Remember, Stan, a conversation that you and I had on this show about a week or so ago, where the government, the government, it's been proven that the government doesn't do anything right in terms of business, in terms of how 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 they function. Uh, the post office is a good example. Amtrak's another good example. The the VA hospital system, and even more recently, Stan Obama's putting all of this money into green energy, which has done nothing. The government is, is, is inept when it comes to these things. Why, do, why would you think that the government would, would be able to do the right thing and be able to manage a health care system when they can't seem to do anything else right? And, and I'm talking about facts now, Stan. Answer. No, I'm coming with facts also. The health care has been abused. The health care, the insurance, the insurance, wait, 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 I'm going to answer your question. Does the government always is wrong for the way he does it? No, he's not. There's, the there's, problem, Stan, the difference, you, you and I agree, Stan, on the fact that health care needs some addressing. But it's here's never where been we, addressed, sir. I'm sorry. It's never I, been addressed. I, I, There's been abuse with insurance. There's been abuse with this and that. It's never been addressed. So somebody got to do Dan, something about Dan, it. Dan, listen to me. Let's, let's try to reason together, me and you. The government should not be doing this because they have a history of not being able to manage anything properly. That's so all. Who's going to manage it properly, sir? Somebody, the government doesn't need okay, to be you doing. Take out the government. Let's take out the business, government. Let's go back business, to the system. The it's never system, been done properly. The, so who's going to manage it, sir? The point here, Stan, is that the government has mismanaged and mismanages okay. everything it touches. Let's say you're right. You're still not oh, answering I, my question. Who's going to Who's going to do it right when it's never been done right at all? If it's never been done right at all, then it's not going to be done right by the government. That's all I'm saying. Okay, but you're not. You're still not. No, I don't know the solution. You're just saying let's keep on yeah. doing what we keep on let's, doing, even you know, though we have a problem, Stanley. But we're going to keep on doing what we keep on doing. I can tell you this for sure, Stan. The government screwed up everything they touch. Well, the insurance company screwed up many things. The bank screwed up many things. Do do we need to go through the private insurance, private company that screwed up many things? The government's not responsible for everything. If we're going to be honest, let's be honest with everything because it wasn't the government that crashed us in 2008. It was private companies. It was banks. It was things like it had nothing to do with the government. No, Stan. it It was the government. No, the, CDO has look, nothing to do with government. Many, who did the CDO? By the government. Who did CDO? You know those things. You know those things. Don't come with me that you don't many, know. You know run. who invented CDO. Who invented CDO? It wasn't the government who invented CDO. It was the bank. And Fannie were run by the United States government. No, I'm asking you a question that you know the answer. Why don't you tell the truth about that? Who did? Who created CDO? C- C- what? Who created CDO? CDO? Yeah. What is that? Basically, that's what crashes the board. CDO basically was an invention of the bank that having all the debt that people had because they had mortgage, they couldn't pay for the for the for their houses. And what did the bank do? They said, let's invent some product that's called CDO. And let's put it together and let's sell it to investors. 
investment people, and let's have an insurance over those investments. Okay. That's what happened. All right, let's let's just say that let's say that's true, Stan, for the minute because we got to get Piston Pilot in here, one angry Jew, because we've only got three minutes left. Jew, you've got about a minute, man. I'm sorry. What's the point? I don't well, know. Well, the point is you're saying that prior. No, no, no. Why don't you be quiet, quiet for a second? Because I'm going to tell you, you are not. You are un-American. You don't want well, what's I'm best American. for me. I'm, 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 well, I, I, again, why don't you be quiet and listen to what I have to say instead of talking? Because you can't hear me talk when you listen, when you talk. How about that? You are un-American because you want what is not best for America. You want what's best for you. You're selfish is what you are. And selfishness is not a bad thing. But in the hands of somebody reckless like yourself, it is a bad thing. I don't even know what nonsense you're talking about. First of all... You, you all think that if I call you un-American because you want Obama in there, it has nothing to do with Romney. It has nothing to do with whether you like what Romney does or not. And frankly, I don't like half these conservative shows on BTR because they're not conservative. They beat their chest as much as you do on the left side as they do on the right. They just say, hey, we're a bunch of conservatives, and guess what? We know what's right, and you liberals, you're wrong and whatnot. But you're not wrong on everything, but you are un-American. So you can be right and still be un-American. However, you I don't even know what you're, you're whining about. Let me tell you my favorite saying, because I think it fits you perfectly. Maybe you didn't read it in the chat room, but I'll read it. To, I'll say it for you. Never try to teach a pig to sing. It wastes your time and annoys the pig. And from you, sir, all I hear is oinking. All right. Uh, you've, got, uh, you've got 56 seconds to respond, liberal. Then we got to go, my man. Uh, I'm sorry to say that the Jew doesn't even know his policy, doesn't even know what happened in 2008. Don't doesn't talk about know, me. Talk about even, you. Wait, 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 wait. You let talk me about speak, you, let not me, me. Let me speak. Let me speak. Talk about you. I never you. said that Republican or ever conservative or un-American. I never thought that. I just, no, you I just said that. I said I, it. Hey, hey, can I speak? Thank you. I said it. Talk about you, okay, not you me. You said it, and thank Hold you for you saying it. You don't even know jack squat about what happened in 2008. Go do your research first before saying things that you don't know. All right. With that, with that done, we've got to close well, out the show. I'm what sorry that we got to do so. What happened I'm, in 2008? I, I'm very interested to hear. So we've what, got what? just a minute left, guys. So we can't, we can't, we can't continue. But hey, oh, we'll, you, you have the archives. But I'd like to hear what he has to say about what happened in 2008. Let's let's pick this up on Monday. Let's, no let's, problem. On Monday, right. I'll come in. No problem. Stand, of course you will. Do, and you come back on Monday. Come back on no, Monday I'll, at eight. I'll come on Monday. Talk. No problem. All right, guys, no, love you. Talk. I still argue with anybody. You have no point to make. All right. Oh, yeah, so. I don't feel you don't even know what happened in 2008. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. And one angry Jew is oinking. My goodness. God bless you all. Good night. <laughs>